0: You know, we've been fortunate in the past to be able to bring on some top stars from 80s movies to come in to sit with us and talk about their career and some of the movies we grew up watching and loved. But we've never really had the opportunity to have somebody from behind the scenes come on the show and talk about that aspect of the movies. So this week, we are very happy to announce that we have got Diane Peterson, who is one of the top stunt women in Hollywood, if not the top stunt woman in Hollywood, And she's on the show with us this week talking all about doing the stunts, how she got started, some of the people she's doubled for, people she's worked with. She has a new book she's just put out. Uh, She's all around great, and I think you're really going to enjoy her. So just sit back, grab something to drink, and take it in. Here we go. Hello again, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And sitting in with me this week as always is Mr. Travis Rollins. Travis, What's how you doing?
1: Man. What's going on, everybody? Y'all can't see it, but I got my Dolly Parton shirt on today because we girl power today, boy.
0: <laughs> You're girl power today?
1: Yeah, we're girl, girl power. With the Dolly's
0: today. All yeah. right. Well, we do have a fun show today. Uh normally, you know, we sit here and we ramble on about a movie or something, but this time we got somebody in with us gonna sit in and talk to us and Tell us about her story and things that she does, and I'm gonna go ahead and bring her on with us here, Travis. And
1: I'm
2: so excited.
0: And uh, bringing into the show with us here is Miss Diane Peterson. Diane, thank you so much for coming on the show with us tonight.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: So, uh, just for the people that don't know, Diane is a Hollywood stunt woman. She's been in some movies and TV shows, as well, and some and some acting roles, and
1: just a few, just a few. <laughs> She's got a few yeah.
0: credits under her belt. I mean, is
1: it two hundred credits? Yes, yes. And was the president of the Stunt Woman's Association of Motion Pictures for seven years?
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And just wrote a book.
0: <laughs> so we're staying busy.
2: Yes, my book, Hollywood Stunt Woman, uh, launched in March and the audio book is launching August twenty second. So oh, Hollywood.
1: I'm an, awesome. I, I'm an audible addict. So I can't wait oh, for that.
2: <laughs> perfect. You know, so many people were asking me to do an audio book. So that's why I, I did it and I narrated it myself. So I was just about to ask that. That's
1: good. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Then yeah. I,
0: well, when I was talking to her last week, I asked her the same question, I believe, and I told her it just made perfect sense for the person who's writing the book to do the audible version too. I mean, to narrate it.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it was uh, funny when I, I talked to the studio director, he, he said, have you ever done an audio book before? And I said, no, I said, but I'm an actress and i have done dubbing for lines. So I can do it. Oh, and it yeah. was really fun. Absolutely.
0: I imagine it was a blast. I'm for sure. Hey, uh, I noticed, you know, of course, looking at your bio before, uh, you got your start there as an acting role with Telly Savalas in Kojak. How long did it take you to actually get into the stunt part of the business?
2: Well, it's funny, that that day on the set, it was like an epiphany. My role was the woman with the baby carriage. And I was pushing a baby carriage across 77th Street and Madison Avenue, and a car chase went by. A uh, cop car was chasing the bad guys. And the scene was they were supposed to almost hit the baby carriage. So it was like, wow. I was, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be driving those cars and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it just got my adrenaline pumping and it's, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So that was in the seventies and, uh, I went over to the stunt guys. They're always drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes after a take. And, and I said, I'm Diane Peterson and I ride horses and motorcycles and I race my car in quarter mile drags. And. I really want to do stunts, and they said, "Forget it, honey. We put the wigs on and we do it." Right. And that's that's what they did in the seventies. They didn't want to give any of their work away to a girl. Yeah, you're actually you're actually the first stunt woman
1: of the ECSA, yeah. Yes, yes, I was. I was. That was the East. I'm sorry for the listeners. That's the East Coast Stunt Men's Association, right? That's right.
2: I was the first uh, token female so yeah. uh, a- after that day when they said forget it i mean the gauntlet was thrown and i wasn't going to take no for an
0: answer there
1: you go there you go
0: heck yeah she's, she's like heck holding my beer you. watch me do
2: this
1: <laughs> the first stunt woman.
2: yeah Boy. so every time i ran into them on on different stunts when i had little acting roles I, i'd be watching how they set up a fight and i'd be bugging them for a job, bugging them. And so it probably took about three or four months of me hounding them. And they called me and they said, we have a job for you. I was like, great. What do I have to do? You have to get hit by a car. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sending me a message Welcome to the business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. We're going to run you down today. Okay. <laughs>
2: so they were like, "Don't worry, we'll teach you how to do it." So they padded me up like the Michelin tire man. I had elbow pads, knee pads, hip pads—you know, all these pads on. I walk across the street. It was like a four-lane highway, and the first car stopped, and then I sauntered on, and the next car came speeding by and hit me. So you're, you're, yeah, you like so, took the hit. I took the hit, but it's okay. all in timing. So right. it's all in timing where they hit the brake for one second, and I fling myself on the car, and okay. then they floor the gas, and I go flying off. Wow! So the timing is absolutely critical. And so on uh, the first full speed take, I got hit in the knees really hard, mm. and I go. Ah, that's it. I quit. I'm going home. <laughs> I was acting, I was modeling, and I certainly didn't want to get run over by the car on on the next hit. And uh, the guy that was teaching me, who was the president of the East Coast Stuntmen's Association, Alex Stevens, he grabbed me by the shoulder and he goes, Diane, it's like falling off a horse. If you don't get right back out there and do it again, you'll never do another stunt in your life. Right. And I was like, I fell off plenty of horses in my life. I <laughs> <I'll> fell off on <laughs> a few of those, too. It's not fun.
1: Yeah. Did you get back on? Yeah. I
2: mean, that? that was the way of life back then, too. Though. That, that's <laughs> right. I, so I went back out there, and I did a car hit that was, like, unbelievable. And they were like, wow, that was incredible. And then I got to drive and hit them. I, then I was <laughs> in the club. There you go.
0: So it made up for it all together when you got to run them over, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. That is so awesome. Yeah, I didn't tell you. That's back. That's back before, really. A lot of um, y'all y'all kind of had to pioneer the safety of it all as well, wouldn't you? like you didn't have? I, I would think. Uh, like wires and my air. Well, of course, but certainly we didn't have airbags in the seventies. <laughs> <That's laughs> but, uh, right. but you know, like it, I, I bag, know, it, uh, of all of it would be something else.
2: Yeah, and we definitely was pioneers. You know, there were cardboard boxes then to do high falls into, and wow. you know, right before I left New York. Uh, one of the stunt guys called me up his name was aj bakunis and he actually died doing a high fall and he said we have a thing called an airbag and uh do you want to learn how to do a high fall and like in my head i'm going no way i hate heights but (laughs) (laughs) i knew that i needed to learn how to do this because i wanted to be a top hollywood stunt woman And so I said, yeah, sure. You know, and I I went out to the set and they had a fire engine there with the cherry picker. And AJ and this other guy, Alex, and I get in the cherry picker and they go up about 40 feet and they both jump out. And they leave me up there (laughs) one way down huh (laughs) it was a cruel torture it really was and so i'm like bring me down bring me down so they brought me down to about 20 feet and then they explained how to tuck my head and land flat out and so that was my first thing into the airbag which was probably in 76 but it was cutting edge then it was just coming out Right. I would
1: imagine when you take the falls, it would be kind of like taking a bump and rent. You want to tuck your chin and kind of put your arms to the, put your arms out. So your shoulders kind of take the brunt of
2: everything when you hit. Yeah. And you kind of want to, <laughs> yeah. you kind of want to land flat out on your back, you know, kind of as flat as you can. So, you right. know, and not near an edge. <laughs> <laughs> about, about. Yeah. I'm
0: sure of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you. Basically, you answered one of my first questions. My other questions I had too, like what was the first big stunt that you did? I imagine that jump from the height, like that was the first big stunt that you did, right? As far as
2: yeah, yes, yeah, but, but you know, all stunts are are kind of uh, different and challenging. You know, even kind of like small stunts that you think are are uh, a piece of cake, stuff goes wrong. I mean, unusual unusual things happen i was working on an annie hall movie in new york in in the 70s and i was doubling diane keaton and i was driving the volkswagen bus and woody allen was afraid to ride passenger with me so they they had a, a stunt guy for him and i'm racing through the traffic in new york city i have a cameraman in the back seat with a camera taking my point of view and in between the cars a guy walked out right the car the streets were supposed to be blocked but you know somebody came out of a doorway and boom this was unexpected this wasn't part of the stunt totally unexpected so so i was young and new and i and i knew the cameraman was in in the back seat i aimed for the guy right (laughs) i aimed for the guy and the guy like you know jumped out of the way and And then I slid sideways into this tiny little parking space, and and Woody supposedly gets out of the car. All of a sudden, a policeman comes over, and he goes, what was that? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you almost hit that pedestrian. And I go, well, he kind of just walked out between the cars. He said, but you aimed at him. And I was like, "I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't do that again." <laughs> did that make
1: it into the movie, into the final cut? The guy? Yes, it did. Oh, it wow. did. To go watch it now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That
2: same. I think I yeah. That so you know, things like that happen unexpectedly, and I mean, that's a, that's a small thing, but you know, big things happen right. unexpectedly as well. You know, a friend of mine was killed, and doing a stunt the, a movie i was working on and you know i mean that movie was uh released in 1978 called the high riders and um it was a fun car picture in fact i went to a documentary on friday night in beverly hills they called it the masters of the grind and the grind
1: I saw your photo on IG
2: Yeah yeah so so the grind is when they were grinding out all those those low budget car pictures and things in the 70s Anyway they they did a documentary and and it was amazing but my friend it was the last shot of the movie we had been filming for you know like four weeks or so last day last shot he was doing a ramp jump in a pickup truck and he was supposed to come down this bumpy road and hit a, a high ramp about a five foot high ramp and then sail into a pool of water well when the truck was bouncing like this it hit the ramp it busted a hole in the ramp and the truck went upside down flipped oh, upside down into the water Oh no! and instead of coming out the side window he went out the back, and he got trapped under the bed of the truck.
0: Oh man. oh, man.
2: And the safety divers went in. The water was all murked up, and they looked around in the cab, and they couldn't find him because he wasn't in the cab. He went out the back. So man. they had to put a, a chain on a tow truck and pull it out. And you know, by then, it, it, it was too late. It was man. absolutely horrific. It was just the worst no doubt that's that's wild the worst worst ever yeah he was 29 years old and you know a fabulous thrill show guy and you know his name was Vic Rivers he was amazing but stuff like that happens that you just you know right right it's not nearly as as tragic as that uh that's I
1: think that um for a lot of us especially my age um Jackie Chan kind of introduced us to to, to the, how cool the, the stunts were to, you know, the actual stunt people. And well, actually, the fall guy did that. I'm not
2: rolling <laughs> <around> <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked on the fall guy a lot. I know. Yeah.
1: But uh, I remember, um, I believe it was Rumble in the Bronx. It was Jackie's first big American production, or the the one that got him big over here. And one of the simplest stunts in the entire movie, he jumped off of like a bridge pylon onto a, a boat or a hydro. Uh, it was some kind of boat. Um, and he just hit the landing wrong and just snapped his ankle. Oh, um, yeah. And been through all this other crazy stuff. And then just this little 10-foot jump and boom, broken ankle. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this teeny tiny little thing. That's like me. I, I, you know, last uh, winter, I was walking through the front yard and it had snowed. And, and it doesn't snow very much in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> we, that red clay mixed with that snow and I'm just walking across the front yard casually and then all of a sudden my foot slips and goes up underneath my back I land on my knee it's just little tiny things it's crazy oh wow so did you did you break your knee you I didn't, <laughs> it, it hyper extended it pretty good I, I, was uh, I, I hadn't yelled like that in a long time it was, <laughs> it was a good one no
2: yeah. doubt,
1: no definitely
0: doubt. sounds painful
2: yeah, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, you know, in California, you get lots of snow, right?
2: Well, only about about two hours away, I can be a Big Bear, skiing in Big Bear. I live, I live in Malibu, so I live on the beach, and you know, it's pretty sweet here. It's it's really great. I yeah. love it. So yeah. I got. What, what
1: were your favorite types of stunts to do? Was it like fighting or cars or jumping out of the yeah, car?
2: Car chase is my, my absolute favorite. And my, one of my favorite jobs doing a car chase, I got to go to Hawaii and do a car chase with the Magnum Ferrari. No way! Yes, it was the best. It, it was unbelievable. And it's funny how it came up. I was working on a movie. I was doubling Sharon Stone called uh quarterman in the lost
0: city of gold oh, yeah. great. like it and,
2: and in between scenes uh, i i had to do a, a sword fight with another stunt guy and in between scenes and practicing our sword fight i was telling them that i was saving to buy a ferrari right that I, every job i did i put away a little money for my ferrari that i was going to buy someday Cause i wanted to buy one but i didn't want to have huge car payments so i said i have a ferrari fund i love ferraris we finished that movie and a couple months later he called me he was the stunt coordinator for magnum and he said diane you want to come to hawaii and drive the ferrari in a car chase and i was like yeah sure i thought he was kidding me and he goes no really it's an episode where a girl steals the ferrari you'd be perfect and I was like, when do I get, when do I, get <laughs> and it was yeah. so fun. It was so fun. I got to go to Hawaii and, you know, working with Tom Selleck was pretty, pretty cool
1: too. I'm sorry. I have to do this to my cousin real, real, real quick. That's the, uh that's the, <laughs> the Volkswagen 308 GT Quattro valve, right? <laughs> we were. I called. We were talking about the Fall guy one day, and I called his. I said, I think that was it—a Dodge F one fifty. And then Chris stopped and said, "What wow. did you just say?" So then, <laughs> we, earlier today on Facebook, my friend, my cousin, said something about that, and I was like, "Hey, we can talk about the Magnum Pi Volkswagen three hundred eight GT Quattro valve too, if we want to." <laughs>
0: them
2: crazy! Oh my goodness! You know, you know they they have the car. They have the car in the Peterson Automotive Museum here in Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. uh, last summer, when my book was in pre sales, they brought the car to the San Marino car show. And so I I was there with the car, and I was pre-selling my books. It was, oh, man. It was cool. Yeah, like, hey,
1: beautiful, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the closest we get to something like that is like uh, the Star Cars Museum or something. Yeah. Cool. Did you ever get to drive any, like, monster trucks to crush stuff? No, oh, no. Gosh,
2: no, that, that would have been fun, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> so but cool. I've gotten to drive 18-wheelers, and yeah. There was an episode of uh, walker texas ranger and i was working on that a lot and i read an upcoming episode and it had an 18-wheeler in it and so i said to the stunt coordinator you know i have my class one license let me drive the truck and he said
1: yeah.
2: he said forget it he said the guy that's bringing the truck is going to drive it right so that day we were having lunch we finished lunch and the stunt coordinator threw me the keys Heck and, yeah. Uh, it's all yours. <laughs> and I was like, really? And so the guy that was the guy that brought the truck, he said, Can I ride passenger with you? And I said, Well, if you promise to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I won't say a word. I promise I won't say a word because we were doing a head on near miss with a bus. Ooh and the bus and you know the bus driver was my friend stunt guy the bus driver c- called it at the last second and nearly ran into us head on this guy was like white knuckled
0: <laughs> I, oh <laughs> I mean you gotta have like nerves of steel for this job it sounds like yeah uh, well, i yeah. would be I, i'd be the guy with the white knuckles at this point headed toward the bus for sure yeah.
2: And then That's I get awesome, to drive man. all kinds of other stuff. I drove a, a train one time. And really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah, that was pretty fun. And, you know, all kinds of tractors. And, yeah, I'm, I've driven all kinds of weird equipment. <laughs>
0: I remember talking with you the other day. What was it you did in MacGyver? You said you loved MacGyver. You get to be on there a couple of times.
2: Um, oh, yeah. I did so many stunts in MacGyver's like explosions and fights. And, yeah, MacGyver was a great series. I, I love that. So, did was, you get
1: under, when you said explosions, yeah. did you get into to doing, like, setups and wiring and stuff? Or were you just involved were
2: you like not, not to put this too crazy but a flying body or like, you know what I mean? like, yeah I you was the flying, I was, like a flying you know, I was a flying body yeah I was a flying <laughs> body in front of the big
1: explosion oh that's what I would want to do too I would, I would want to yeah, I mean me. it's
2: I mean it's pretty intense it, it, it really is the first explosion I was ever in I said to the special effects guy how big is it going to be? How big is the blast? And he goes, ah, it's just going to be a little thing while well, my ears were ringing for a week. Yeah. And like, so, yeah. One of
1: the things that, that um, is I think shocking uh, for someone who hasn't ever been in front of any kind of explosion, explosive happenstance, sure. Uh, the concussion from it, the way that yeah. the air moves, that the air itself is like against you and h- wants to hurt you.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's an incredible feeling. It makes you tumble like, like a tumbleweed yeah. when a concussion hits you. So, after that first time, I started studying pyrotechnics mm-hmm. and I got my pyrotechnic operator's license. Okay. So that's I could look at what they were using for explosives and I had a pretty good idea of how big the blast was going to be mm-hmm. except when I was working on a movie in um, in South Africa they could use nitro there and <laughs> we weren't allowed to use nitro in the I United have to go States to the rice cars
1: over here huh? <laughs> Oh my god that,
2: that was by far the I was ever and it was it was unbelievable it just threw me like a rag doll <laughs> Yeah. crazy yeah, pretty crazy mm. so my oh. stepson would
1: choke me if I didn't ask you this question it might be kind of out of the blue but uh, Robocop is oh, one of his favorite movies so it, uh, if we if we go back and watch oh, Robocop God. again where are we, or Robocop 2 Robocop 2. Yeah, yeah. I'm, where, where, I'm are gonna, where are we going to spot you? How many places are we going to spot you there?
2: Well, I, I'm in the scene. It's like in uh, the convention center when the Robocop goes crazy and starts machine gunning people. Okay, and so I was squibbed with uh, like probably 200 squibs, and so you know, there's a, there's a lot of people in the scene, yeah. but you can see me getting getting uh, I'm getting machine
1: gunned
2: down right <laughs> yeah and we're gonna go look for
1: it I guarantee you. uh, yeah. really so, you've done so much with so much stuff that I love it's like universal soldier we're Chris and I are suckers for uh any kind of martial arts and, and old 80s uh, uh I said old retro 80s 90s 70s uh action movies and then um the, the remake yeah. of the green hornet like there's so much oh, yeah. it. it's like it had to be
2: oh yeah and the steven seagal movies were great too out for justice and mark for death and you know those yeah. were those were really great i got shot in the head in uh, out for justice and in, no. in
0: I know you know the part she's talking about too, because the crazy guy Richie gets out of his car at the lady who's yelling at him in traffic.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm yelling at him. Move the goddamn car! (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Move the goddamn car. That's so awesome. And move something,
0: but it wasn't the car.
2: (laughs) And on the first page, you know that they had. this uh, blood bag set up under my wig so that when he shot me, my you well, know, well, they they had too much pressure and too much blood, and it like blew across the street. Oh God! <laughs> did that? Did
1: that hurt? I mean, could you feel? Surely you could feel that coming off the.
2: Yeah, there's there's a there's yeah. like a leather uh, pad that they put on your head that protects your head. I mean, you you can feel the so you know, it, the, yeah. I'm
1: yeah. trying to think of another thing that I would have never thought of with the squids or they con- can, when, when they explode, are they concussive too? Like, can you feel, do those ever get painful?
2: No, because there's either, well, they used to use leather pads, but now they use like this Mylar stuff oh, and right. you can't feel anything, which is bad because at least with the leather pads, you could feel a little. You knew how to so react. You, you knew it was happening. With the smiley stuff, you don't feel anything. And if if you're not on the, the number that it's supposed to happen, you can be late. You know, you can, uh, can react late and then they have to redo. So that's what they had to do on Out for Justice. They had to redo. They had to redo my wardrobe and, you know, my hair and all that <laughs> stuff. <It's weird. laughs> and do another take. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that was a great scene
0: <laughs> now now you obviously love the stunt work well, we can tell that and everything it, it looks like it's a really big part of you and everything do you, do you still go out and look for roles to act in as well or is it mostly just stunt work you concentrate on
2: well you know at this point you know people just call me you know people call me to do a little part in something and you know now I'm older so I get like uh I get called to be like an older person that gets beat beat up or something, you know. Uh, I did a movie with Meryl Streep a couple of years ago, and uh, it was called The Laundromat. And you know, they were they hired me and a bunch of other older stunt people to be the retired people. So they stick a gray wig on me and they put some frumpy clothes on and we loaded onto this boat and it was a true story that in 1995 all these retired people got on a boat in lake george and there were too many people and it was kind of top heavy and a big boat went by and the boat capsized and Uh 20 people drowned and that happened in real life so they were recreating this and so we shot the exteriors out here on lake arrowhead and then we shot the boat capsizing in the pool at universal and so they put like a rotisserie mechanism on the boat that they could control the speed of the boat flipping over and then they had a crane that would bring it back up into position so all these stunt people were all on the boat and the guy sitting next to me i was on titanic with him I said, what's up with us and sinking boats here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so there were three of us in this seat, and, and it's a line from the Titanic. And I said to these guys, women and children first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when this boat flips, I'm going first. But it was all arms and legs with this boat flipping over, and you know, it, it was kind of fun. So, you know, at this point in my career, people call me for, for stunt jobs. And my favorite jobs now are, you know, car jobs where I'm the cougar and I, I pick up the young guy and my friend. <laughs> <you know. laughs> How cool would it be if you got to
1: play the cougar driving the Mercury Cougar with <laughs> Alan Jackson singing? <laughs> If I was to make a movie, that would happen. Yeah. Like, uh, I, that, uh, the thing that you just said about the boats made me think of something too. With with having so many experienced, and and I would think if they're calling you in, you know, because of uh, because of the age, uh, then I would think that, that most every stunt person who would be on that mo- that type of movie would be super experienced. Um, how hard does it become to not or to make it look like you're not falling? You know what I mean? Like, if you're all going into the water at the same time, you know what's safe, what's not, how we're about to, you know, uh, in, especially with water, you know, and drowning and this and that. So, you know, how, that, I, I, yeah, I already asked the question once. How hard is it to, to actually make it look like you're not falling properly and safely so to look like it's wild and not cold?
2: Oh, you know, we're, we're trained to, to make it look real, you know, we're not, we're not there to make it look like a gymnast doing it. So we, you know, I make it as natural as I can and be as loose as I can, like you you would be uh, in real life. You know, I, I, we talk about the, the safety of it and where i'm proposing i'm going to land and where the other guys are going to land but then once once action happens you don't know exactly how it's going to happen but you have to be loose and, and you know feel like in your head that you're just falling you know you're not you don't get tense in the it's moment like,
1: so do you, when like, um, like say, when you hit the water, or just say, it's one of those things when you know you're out of frame. Like I guess you count, like a, like a high fog, you would know count split seconds or seconds or whatever. Um, is it one of those things where you, at a last moment, would maybe tuck or or make those micro adjustments to to try
2: no. do better? No, you just go for it. Go for <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah, you just go for it, and I love it. yeah, and then you know you try to work. Yeah, sure, fast, <laughs> Yeah, and like under my clothing, uh, I had like a wetsuit vest that would take some of the shock out of hitting hitting the water, and also give a little buoyancy. I could, you know, hide hide if anything you could hide uh, to keep you safe. You now you do. You know, and in, in the beginning, I used to like not want to look fat, <laughs> and then in the end, give me every pad, every pad you pad, know? yeah. Who cares? You brought up the
0: Michelin man earlier. You look like the Michelin man now. We don't have a problem at all with it.
1: Right? You want, you want me to slide down a dam in a bikini? Now you want to give me some pants and paint them
0: beige. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get asked about how to get into the business and what it takes to get going and started on it?
2: Yeah, when I, especially when I was the president of the Stunt Women's Association, I would get calls and letters from... Ladies all over the country on how to get started. And, you know, my advice always was to learn everything you can. Like, I went to driving schools, Bob Bonduron School, high-performance driving, Skip Barber School, and I I studied Taekwondo, and um, I learned how to fence, and I'm excellent on horses and motorcycles. So you have to learn how to do a whole lot of things, and then you have to be in the right place. Like you can't stay in Peoria and expect to be a stunt person. Right. You know, I mean, you know nothing against Peoria, but how many movies are shot there? So you got to be somewhere in either, pre- preferably Los Angeles, uh, where it's the movie capital, where something good can happen. But you got to have you got to have the talent. You got to have the goods. When you get the opportunity, like when I moved from New York to LA, I, um, was sent out pictures and resumes. That's what you did in those days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a interview at a modeling agency on sunset Boulevard. And I had a little Corvette and I parked on sunset Boulevard and I walked across the street. I got in the elevator and a guy says to me, excuse me, are you a stunt woman? And I go, yeah. How'd you know that? He said, I parked behind you, and in the, my rear window, I had East Coast Stuntmen Association sticker. And he says to me, can you drive? I said, I'm a dynamite driver. I'm the best. And he said, well, come to my office uh, after your interview and meet the stunt coordinator. I went down. I met the stunt coordinator, Conrad Palmisano. He said, can you drive? I said, I'm dynamite. I'm the best driver ever. He goes, okay, we're going to Arizona, and we're doing a picture. And boom, we started doing car picture after car picture after car picture. We did Ronnie Howard's first directorial picture, Grand Theft Auto.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So what I'm saying is you got to have the goods, and then you got to be in in the right place for the magic to happen. You know, you got to be prepared, and you got to be in –
0: Where it is. Yeah. So, for those, basically, for those that are listening, if you do have that bug and you want to do this, and like she said, learn everything you can, but don't just think you can stay at home in today's day and age with, you know, internet and remote access and stuff like that and think you're going to get these jobs. You really need to be out there selling yourself to people, putting it out there. Hey, I can do this. Let me do this for you. Hire me for the job. Let me show you what I can do, you know, at least. And, you know, you can't do that from sitting at home, basically. So,
1: right. That's right. I was going to say too. I would think I would. I would think as well that it's on top of that. It takes. It would take a certain toughness, grit, and determination too. Because, like you said about getting by, mm-hmm. hit by the car, like this isn't. It, this isn't your regular. I'm going to Hollywood. That's like, a, and I would think too that a lot of people are looking up to uh, Jesse Graf. Uh, I'm a big American Ninja Warrior. You know, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people don't. Why is that not a water cooler talk show? But I know Jesse Graff has done um, stunt stunt work for uh, Gal Gadot, or well, maybe not Gal Gadot, but on the Wonder Woman movies, and I think a couple of the X Men things. Transition. Well, her dad,
2: her dad is a stunt man. Oh, really? Her dad, Alan Graf, is a stunt man who I worked with for uh, many, many years. So then you oh, probably know Jesse too, there. Yes. <laughs> So I do. I, I know her, her mom hear. and her dad. And yes, yes. Yeah.
1: She's, amaz- she's amazing. Yes. She is. And so many, there's so many kids uh, like Chris was talking about with wrestling because of American Ninja Warrior, there's so many people that's looking up to her now. To, uh, but they, there again, you know, that's a, we look up to them because of that toughness and desire and want that they have too. And then I you know, that being a natural transition over, I would think into uh, the stunt work and, and, Things like that. I can't imagine how your how a day would go. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Gosh, you've you've been doing you've done so much of it. Like, how does your day go from you know? Let's go wreck a car. Let's go jump out of a building. Let's go. Or is it just that? Is are you an adrenaline junkie? I guess we'd say. So do do you love the adrenaline, or was it something that just kind of grew? from having that first experience where you almost got swapped by the car with the baby carriage.
2: No, I'm definitely a born adrenaline junkie. Definitely. You know, when I, when I was just a little kid and I started riding ponies, I'd make the pony rear up and run fast. And all the other kids were hanging on for dear life. And, you know, and then as soon as I got my car, I was doing quarter mile drags. And, As soon as I got the motorcycle, I was jumping over stuff. It's like, it's in my blood, It, it really is. And you know, in my book, I give an inspirational message about people to follow their dreams and to overcome their fears. Like fears can stop you from following your dream. You feel a fear of failure, or in my case, fear of heights, or, you know, you feel you're not good enough like you can't let fear bully you. You have to just take control and be strong and focus on your dream. And, and you know, there's obstacles, but you need to get over them and keep going for
1: it. A hundred percent. I love that you just said that too. Uh, it's, it's wild that you say that because I tell people that fear is the only true emotion that we have. And they asked me why I said, because it's the only one you can feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. You can't feel anything else. All three ways. Those are all, th- all three kinds of existence. So which one are you more scared of? Are you more scared of getting hurt or are you more scared of not living your dream? Are you more scared of, you know what I mean? Like what, what, what causes the more fear? So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, like you said too, you know, being in the right place, if, if you're going to take, if you're going to live a life taking chances, of being a stunt person, you got to take that first chance of getting out there to get seen. <laughs> like, get out there and right. get it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've run into people, you know, working on sets when I've been in Arizona or I've been in, on locations and like, oh, I really want to be a stunt person. I could. well, you come to L.A., you know, and they're, they're, they're in, in Phoenix. And I'm like, you got to come to L.A., well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get a job. I said, well, you can't think that way. You got to think I'm going there and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to make it. If you, if you're doubting yourself, you're finished
1: yeah. before you but start. That's, that's a lot of times too. Like we always talk about speaking things into existence. If you have that little bit of doubt or that room for that, and, and you start, if you start putting out there into the universe, the things that might happen then you're going
2: Exactly. Exactly. You got, you got to visualize the future. Like I visualize every stunt going perfectly right before I do it. I have some meditative time where I just see the stunt going perfectly, right from beginning to end. And I keep going over that in my head, like you would a mantra. And so when the stunt is ready and they call me for action, boom, I already see what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. And if something pops up and I have to readjust, I still know it's gonna go right.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, that just came up. So you can make this, a, it was all supposed to happen that way. It's gotta go, This is a, it all happens the way it's supposed to happen. We nothing bad's gonna happen, it's all gonna go right.
2: One, one time a stunt woman was riding passenger with me and I was about to start this very intense car chase. And she says to me, What do you do if you have to abort? And I just said, Shut up, man. There is what's no that? aborting. Yeah, there is right? not. Just shut
1: up and hold on. <laughs> uh, my dad, drag race motorcycles. Actually, uh, Michael Tate held the, oh my gosh, it's like four or five records back in the early to mid 80s on the uh, naturally aspirated gas powered Harley Davidson. Uh, but anyway, that's what my dad used to say. But brakes, really? That's just <laughs> extra weight. That'll slow us down.
2: Look are the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Super full throttle. So you probably saw the, the clip from uh, Bachelor Party. I did that movie Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks and, and we're watching a 3D movie and all of a sudden a punch comes out. And it, it's me in the face right and that was was gonna
0: bring that up to you i was i was gonna tell you to refresh my memory because i could not remember if it was bachelor party or if it was something different but uh there was a fight in the what in the theater right you're watching a 3D movie and the boyfriend with you goes man this is the best thing that's 3d i've ever seen and you're like i've seen better yeah and all of a sudden you get clocked right in the nose and you're like whoa Yeah
2: yeah that was that was an award winning scene. We won uh we won actually best fight scene for that scene because it oh, wow. Yeah, it was just oh, so God. funny. That's yeah, cool. That was Who were cool. some of the uh,
0: who were some of the your your favorite people to work with over the years that you've been with?
2: Well, you know, there's a you know a couple people that, you know, guys that that I just love like Charles Bronson. I right? just you know, he was like An idol. Yeah, yeah, I loved him, and uh, you know, I loved um, Richard Chamberlain, and you know, some of the girls. I really loved Diane Keaton. She was wonderful, and uh,
1: we love her. Watching anything with her, my wife's in love with her. It's like she just. It seems like whatever movie she's in, I just believe with all my heart she's that sweet in person.
2: <laughs> and she is, she is. You know, on Annie Hall, I, I shared a trailer with her. You know, these days you never you know share a trailer with a star, wow. but in those days you did, and she was just so so wonderful, really really fantastic. And then you know, I, there's been so many people over the years that that you know, when you do a stunt for them, they're so appreciative you know Jessica Lang was great I worked with her on um King Kong and then again on the movie Blue Sky I don't know if you saw that but that was a really great movie about uh, when they did H bomb testing out in the desert and they weren't telling anyone mm-hmm. and these bombs were going off and um yeah, I, I had to gallop, uh, gallop this horse through the desert with a helicopter chasing me, and then an H bomb went off. And I mean, this horse just stood up on its hind legs and twirled around. It was, it's pretty that's intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs>
1: awesome that you said Charles, Charles Bronson too, because that's like one of my dad's favorite ever. I grew up on the Death Wish movies, and I, I can't remember which one it was. It was real young. And, but he was stacked and there was a boxer i can't remember it's a black and white one but that's the i, was on,
2: I was on death wish four mm-hmm. and, and uh, i'm walking to my car in a lonely garage and i get in the car and i see this hooded guy coming toward me i lock the doors and he starts smashing the windows and dragging me out of the car it was it was scary. Right. It was scary! Even though
0: it was a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. speaking of uh, movies and all, you you'd mentioned to me um, along with your book and the audio book, you you had a desire to have it go into some kind of a movie of its own, if it could.
2: Yes. Can you, can you tell
0: us a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that my book gets made into a movie. It would be really a terrific movie, and I'd really like Jennifer Lawrence to play me. Okay and oh, cool. yeah so my agent uh sent the, the, my book to her manager and then they asked for a treatment for the screenplay so i wrote a treatment because you know writer's strike is on now i'm not in the writers guild right so, yeah. so i wrote a treatment and i'm going to start writing the screenplay for it now and awesome. yeah so hopefully what an
1: amazing woman what like people we are in the presence of greatness i swear the first stunt woman we've got the most probably prolific stunt woman because she's still working books like movie and and you're going to write the screen so you narrated it on audible you wrote it narrated it and now you're going to write the movie for it too i love it and
0: and and if you get jennifer lawrence play you. you're my new best friend (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: because, because i want to meet jennifer lawrence
2: oh she's amazing yeah I mean, she's amazing
1: she's got a couple of overweight middle-aged nerds that will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she would be perfect she uh, be perfect for the role so uh, yeah. well, I,
1: what an amazing I, movie too oh my god we'd like we'd Let's turn it into a TV series too. Just let's do the movie of the book, and then do do your life story as
0: a TV series. Because like, yeah, see, you see we, new, it's
1: it's the new it's the new Fall Guy. But
0: yeah, that's no, what I was going to say. Know, We've had the like, Fall Guy. Now we get the Fall Girl.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's time for the Fall Girl for sure. It is so time for the Fall Girl. <laughs>
0: no, that's yeah. great. That and 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 you and she really is a funny person. So and a, a really good actor. So that will be an excellent. Excuse me, an excellent choice. Yes. Yeah, I, I almost that. got choked up thinking about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? No doubt. So, you know, I, I worked on Titanic, too. I know it's not the 80s. I mean, that was the 90s. 97, yeah. I yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, yeah, some of us had to see that movie several times at the theaters, and uh, I mean, it wasn't out of choice for the most part. But
1: well, I, I, was, guess I did like Chris? the
0: movie. No, no, I liked the movie, yeah. but I, was, I, didn't, yeah. I did not go watch it four times at a personal preference. Okay. Yeah,
1: three hours in the movie theater four times would be tough, but I do like them. I love the movie. So yeah. why did
0: you have to go four times? I went with four different people. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: four different dates, right?
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so... One, they were So what are we gonna watch? Titanic. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you didn't have the heart to say
2: I've already seen it three times.
0: No, I couldn't do it. Hey, like I, I cuffed it out. Uh, that's anyway. funny. It was a good movie, though. I'm not gonna take anything away from it. it well, you know,
2: the, the funny part is, you know, they, uh, James Cameron, the director, brought us to Mexico, Rosarita Beach, Mexico four days before shooting began to watch documentaries of what happened to the titanic mm-hmm. and all of a people are sitting in there thinking we're getting paid to watch these documentaries what's up with this guy you know we just <laughs> didn't get it you know but anyway it gave us the feel for what really happened then And, uh, you know, it was so great working on the movie because he was a stickler for detail. You know, all the costumes and the uh, everything, the hats, the shoes, everything was from the period. And uh, there were some people from all over the world there. In a rehearsal, there was a guy from the Czech Republic, and he was sitting across from me in a lifeboat. And he had his name on his shirt and something else was written underneath it. And I said to him, What's that? And he said, blood type. I'm like, blood type? You have a <laughs> blood type on your jacket? It was <laughs> like, an accident waiting to happen.
0: Uh. <laughs> Be prepared,
1: I guess. (laughs) Just in case I need a transfusion here.
2: (laughs) But it was so great working on the movie. And then we went to the screening of it at uh, 20th Century Fox. And, you know, they had, like, smokestacks going on top of the theater. And we saw the movie, We, you know, had no idea it was going to be that terrific. I mean, it really, really was amazing. I
1: think for its time, too, was was second to none we we just went over what was it the matrix that was made around the same time and it just i mean we were hitting kind of a a quasi renaissance you know for filmography or or cinematography And, and during that period i think it was just you know blown away by the you know jurassic park and the matrix the titanic we just had all this new special effects stuff happening and then yeah they just just mind-blowing how it looked
2: yeah well you know i, I get residuals on all the movies and tv shows I, that i've done and you know titanic has certainly been the best in that department you know i still yeah. i yeah. contributed yeah.
0: four times, all right,
1: thank you. <laughs> four times. Well, you mean hulk hogan ain't making any money on suburban commando <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh hey we, we we do a lot of 80s uh on here as far as movies and everything what do you think was your favorite thing during the 80s that you did since we are a retro podcast like that well what's, what's your favorite of that time frame yeah i'm
2: trying i'm trying to think in the 80s let's see, in the 80s um airplane that was the 80s
0: wasn't it nice. Yeah, the airplane surely you can't be serious
2: yeah. yeah. And
0: stop, and stop calling stop you calling Shirley. Okay.
2: I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love the airplane. I, I was in a, a scene. We were in the airport when the nose of the airplane came crashing through the window, and all the people were in the terminal. Ooh, and yeah. That was that was amazing. Yeah, I love that. And then I love the Steve the Steve Martin films, uh, the Jerk. Uh, Do you remember that movie? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I just need this lamp
2: and this remote. I I was in the scene where he's in the French restaurant with Bernadette Peters, and it's his birthday. And, you know, he's got 100 gold chains on his neck, and she gives him a birthday present, and it's another gold chain, right? (laughs) And And he leans forward for her to put the chain around his neck, and then as he's going back, he loses his balance. And he starts crashing through the tables in the French restaurant. And he crashed into our table and everything went flying. And and then he lands on the floor and he goes, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh, I, Steve's,
1: one Steve's one of the best ever. I got a yes. question for the, for the 80s. Um, it's just a, a lot of people that I know at least haven't seen it. And I got told about it by uh, someone that I used to work with um, when I was a teenager, but it was uh, Mickey Rourke and Faye Dunaway and Barfly. So we were talking a while ago about, um, you know, like what would you, do in in these other kinds of where you wouldn't think of this as stunts needed to be done and it. Was that something that you would have just driven in or was that something No, that,
2: uh, no, this was a great scene. Barfly is Bar-Fly. an amazing oh, I movie. love Barfly too. It's great. So I was doubling Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. And Mickey Rourke is sitting at the bar in that sleazy bar. Yep. Talk, talking to another woman. Mm-hmm. And I walk in the bar, and I see this, and my right. blood is boiling. And so I walk up to the girl that's sitting next to him, and I wrap my hand in her hair, and I yank her back off the stool and start a big fight. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the first take, I yanked her back off the barstool, and I pulled the wig off her head.
0: <laughs>
2: so you had to reset and the director didn't yell cut oh, wow. and so we continued fighting and she, she, yeah, we got, she had like a skull cap on and we continued fighting until he yelled cut and then everybody was laughing I mean it was so uh, yeah, hilarious. yeah. Did we, so did
1: you get to be on set during times like so, so like with this movie that, that was a great scene too and the fights and everything uh, so when Mickey was fighting in the alleyway with the three or two or three or four guys in the alleyway, or, um, as a stunt person, are, are y'all always on, on set for shooting in case something, in, like if there's something that they need to start? Or, or do they actually call in a stunt? Like, like so if you were doubling for say and say something that she, I don't want to do that, call the stunt lady, I, not that she would, but I mean, does that really happen like that in Hollywood? Like, I don't well, want to do this. So they,
2: well, they, it, they know in advance okay. that, that, that the actor is not going to do it. I mean, that's, that's a given. It's, okay. not a, it's not a last minute thing. So okay. they'll it, either have me on a daily contract if it's just that fight, Or they'll have me on a weekly contract if there's a couple other things I got to do to double her. And then, you know, I don't have to sit on the set the whole time. I, you know, go to my trailer, my dressing room, my trailer. Uh, But a lot of times I want to be on the set because I want to watch them doing the fight with, you know, doing the fight. But it's the other stunt guys. And a lot of time, you know, you just want to watch them doing the fight.
1: Right, (laughs) that that was actually some of the question too i guess you just you you added to it what i was kind of getting at too do you you hang out like i
2: would (laughs) (laughs) frank stallone Stallone was in that movie as well uh, sylvester's brother Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but that was fun That, that was really fun i liked faye dunaway she was a sweetie too but but Mickey Rourke was a trip. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and Mickey's got to be like I can imagine I, from from beginning of his career to now he's got to be something else to be around. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he's yeah. famous for his character as much as he is his characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I lo- I love that movie though. That was a, that was a great one. It's yeah,
1: weird. It's weird to me that I, I don't find a lot of people that. But there again, I go to work and we're talking about Top Gun Two and one of the twenty somethings that was great and they've never seen the first topic I've never even seen it I'm, you don't even know who Goose is then you don't get to talk about the second movie how are you
0: we have this conversation every single week Diane you still understand every week we have this conversation I can't believe these people have not seen this movie or the, like the Goonies or the Last Starfighter or the Big Trouble in <laughs> China or the, okay. the Last Dragons the American Ninja the the, anything with chuck norris arnold schwarzenegger or or, or stallone and they're like yeah, rambo George. who's rambo
2: King Kong. i know it's crazy you know i i did uh, chuck's uh, tv show walker texas ranger mm-hmm. uh, i worked on that for a number of years and uh, you know he, he was great i loved working with chuck
0: i, I actually got chuck. to meet him in about it was june he came to yeah, nashville with his wife for a comic con here and i got to meet him there Oh. And, uh, I, I, he's the only reason why I went to it was just to meet him.
2: Oh,
1: wow. And yeah, he's, uh, he's
0: a really nice guy, I thought.
1: Super whereas awesome. I want to meet Don Cheadle.
0: <laughs> What's that, Travis?
1: I said, Whereas I want to meet Don Cheadle. Don hey. was on Walker for a while, too. He was like his way in the beginning for a few, wasn't he? Don Cheadle? Wasn't he?
0: On Walker? Hey. I don't Clarence Gilliard was.
2: Clarence. Clarence. Oh, Clarence? Clarence. Yeah. And, you
0: know, Clarence passed away too. Yeah, last year, the year really? before, I believe, so.
1: where to God, I remember Don Cheadle yeah. being on Walker. You
0: know, I'm not going to tell you he wasn't maybe just because was I can't it, remember last it was, week.
2: Maybe he was a guest star.
1: You know? Be, I don't know, I swore I remembered it. That that might be that 2012 hadron collider that knocked us into another dimension. That's what that was.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you landed. I it. think you it landed on your did head, it. Travis, and you yeah. didn't yeah. recover that's from it. Mandela effect. Getting <laughs> Mandela. There effect. Was,
2: there was, you know, there were some other good TV shows too that I did besides that. Like um, besides Fall Guy, there was Cagney and Lacey and Mike Hammer. I don't know if you remember those. Oh yeah yeah those were fun and then there was more a lot more movies in the 80s like besides um let's see the sentinel gumball rally that was that was the 70s right uh man with two brains that was um that that was uh steve martin man with two brains you remember that
0: I don't but think I've seen that one. Well, I know it's yeah. his, but I don't think I've seen it. Though. Oh,
2: it's really hilarious. He he has this brain and he's running around trying to find a body to put it in. You know, and he takes the brain out in a rowboat and he's talking to the brain. He's got the brain in a jar. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got a ton of hilarious things in the 80s. Oh, yeah. he, he, he's one of my favorite for comedians, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, you got another one with Mickey Rourke, too, don't you? Uh, Year of the Dragon?
2: Oh, yeah. The Year of the Dragon. Yeah, Yeah, I did a uh, a Mickey Rourke flick. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That that was great. I was um, I did a near miss with a taxi cab as a as a body running across the street and, you know, taxi cab is doing a car chase. And luckily, I didn't have to get hit. The girl I was with had to do the car. I'm
1: going to be watching. I'm going to be watching every single one of these movies. Well, you know, like in that, in that movie,
2: I'm like, I taught the. But in that in that movie, I was doubling an Asian, which you're not allowed to do that anymore. They have to have an Asian double an Asian. So I had a black wig on. They don't look anything like this. Oh wow. You know? And, you know, like in Titanic, I had a wig on, brown, curly wig, and a big hat. You know, I'm in many disguises in all these movies, except where I'm playing a part. But I'm always in disguise as the character. So Mm -hmm. I don't don't look like this. So it's hard to pick me out. (laughs) So is that
1: you? And I won't get this name wrong, I promise you. I might have got Don wrong, I'm sorry. But I won't get this one wrong. Were you the one that Carl Weathers, Mr. Action Jackson sure. jumped on <laughs> to knock out of the way of the taxi cab? Was that a new No,
2: no I, I crashed through a window on Action Jackson. Oh I went gosh. backwards through a gigantic window. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: I believe it's in your demo reel, isn't it?
2: Uh yeah, probably there's a bunch of me crashing through windows in in the demo reel. Yeah.
0: I I think I seen something like that in the demo reel when I was watching that. Yeah.
2: But in Action Jackson, you know, it was this huge window and it's it's tempered glass. And what they do is right before you hit it, the special effects guys have a little prong that hits the window and it gets the molecules moving in the in the glass. And then when you hit it, you can bust through. If they're late, you bounce off it. And if they're early, the window will collapse before you hit it. So it has to be right on time. And in, in that one, I crashed through the window and I slid and my, my hands got all cut up from the, the tempered glass. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to go to the hospital and get all this glass taken out of my hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm a this job. I know we're okay. right out of
1: an hour, but I got one. I got yeah. one more question to yeah. slide in. Sure. Out of That's out fine. of um out of the the stars that our listeners might know of. Uh, uh, hearing their names, who is the one that you've worked with who's like been the craziest about wanting to do their own stunts? Like, did you ever have anybody that you were like, no, you can't do that? Like, <laughs> like well, you have to leave that. Yeah. To the
2: well, it's there. kind of funny. Uh, you know, Sean Penn, we were doing a movie. I uh, can't remember the name of the movie right now, but anyway, Sean Penn, we were doing a movie and he wanted to drive the cop car in a chase scene. Colors. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. was color. that... oh my gosh, you were in colors too. Dang yeah. Uh, cool. Thank
2: you for remembering the name. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to drive the car, and the director was like, "No," and he insisted on doing it. So he he drove the car, and he came around the corner, and he smashed into a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> so all the sudden guys are there. Uh
0: huh. Drive the car, you. big man. Drive yeah. the
2: car. Yeah. To do the uh-huh.
1: oh, that's great.
0: That
1: but most, most of no, them you need most... to ordering pizza,
2: Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, most of the women they don't want to do the stunts. They're they're happy and grateful that it's me, you know, so Anyway, I hope people buy my book, Hollywood Stunt Woman. It's on Amazon and um, other sites. So Soon to it be was... on Audible.
0: Yeah. I, I was about to ask you if you could put that out there for everybody. And also, if you will, when we're done with this, if you'll send me a link or something, I'll get it out in our stuff and everything we put out too. So. Oh,
2: perfect. Great. Really?
0: All right. What so is it coming let... out on Audible? Mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, August 22nd. August 22nd for Audible. 22nd.
0: Yes. So write that down, sure. Travis. Did oh, yeah. That's, that's your next book. My daughter's
1: yeah. birthday, I don't have to. I'll remember it. I'm going to get my <laughs> daughter uh, Diane's book for my for her birthday. <laughs> oh,
2: perfect. <laughs> perfect. How oh, is perfect
1: it is. It really is, though, because she's in college, and she's entering into her senior year this year, too. So it would actually be perfect.
2: Oh, she'll mm-hmm. love it. It's, it'll be inspirational for her to follow her. her team. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, if, if, if you will, before we go, let everybody know where they can find you at online. If you uh, like your website, any social medias you might be a part of that you want them to have, and
2: yes, yeah, so on Instagram it's Hollywood Stuntwoman at Hollywood Stuntwoman, and it's Hollywood Stuntwoman on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, and then my website is Hollywoodstuntwoman.com. dot com. And the the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those great stores. And hopefully a movie soon.
1: And hopefully <laughs> a movie
0: soon <laughs>
2: that you
1: pinned as well. <laughs>
0: we, we we have to get make sure the word gets out for that movie because we got to get Jennifer Lawrence in here. So
1: no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank uh, well, you, Diane, Diane, for not yes. just not just speaking with us tonight, but for all of your body of work, the phenomenal, amazing woman that you are and continue to be in, in putting this book out to inspire other, not just young women, but, but anyone who might read it. So just thank you.
2: Thank you. We love you. Oh, thank you. I, I enjoyed talking to you both. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks All a lot, right. Diane. Uh, I'll follow up with you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Travis. What's Diane Peterson? Everybody, that was a such a fun episode, man. I mean, things that she has done and everything—that's awesome.
1: I'm blown away by that woman. That's like, wow. She has done. She she's done more on a Dagum Tuesday than we. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, holy. Than we have in 20
0: years. Yeah. No, she's great. Uh, That's a lot of, like you said, over 200 credits of work and we just touched the surface of it talking with her tonight well, we could have probably had her on all night long telling these stories and we would have just been blown away with all of them
1: no doubt, no doubt. it's
0: really great so well i mean i guess we better go ahead and start wrapping things up uh joe hey when
1: you follow up with her i'm gonna say this while we're on the air when you follow up with her ask yeah. her if, i'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> ask her if i if, if we mail her a copy of her book and a donation mm-hmm. if she would <laughs> she'll sign it for me to send it back to my daughter <laughs>
0: I'll, you get, know what? I'll
1: send a stamp with it too, so I'll have the postage covered. <laughs>
0: we, we can put that out there, I, I can help you out with that for sure. <laughs> All right, well, if you're uh by chance new to the show tonight, which um, you know, shocking if you were because we're everywhere to be found, right? But if you are new to the show tonight, make sure you hit that follow button and subscribe to us. Go to the website where we're at at www.retrolife, the number four, the letter u.com. And uh, subscribe to the newsletter there. We will have some good stuff out in that for you monthly. And uh, what Instagram, Facebook, Retro Lives Number Four, YOU, yeah, and we'll put an occasional TikTok out there every now and then with some uh, '80s and '90s movie-related stuff, or maybe a little few clips of us on here. So that's
1: right. Heck yeah, baby,
0: man. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, that you'll find us iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon—you name it, it's there. I'm sure. So, uh, thanks for listening to the show tonight. We hope you enjoyed Diane Peterson and all the stuff that she's done. Look her up, buy her book, get her Audible book, follow her—can't go wrong. Yeah, so. and she
1: hasn't done any stunts in uh in the Teslas because they she um I, I, I shouldn't say that
0: you can't even get it out can you because the tesla's no, burn up before you find right. so in the I, don't wanna,
1: I don't want to involve her in it it might be in bad taste but i'm just saying like so you know tesla has actually named their new car scent
0: uh oh no i don't i don't want to hear it yes, elon <laughs> musk <laughs>